Hey, I'm Joe Jack Talcum from the Dead Milkman, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. Good day, Surf's Up, and bienvenue out Sticky Jazz. I'm uh, Jeremy Hinks, the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. And this week, I have uh, Maisie Kay. She is a uh, British singer who was actually like on the, the, the track to be a teeny bop star and uh, relocated to L.A. as a teenager and then... Uh, she went on to do something else. She wanted to make this this totally different style of music. She is a, a sci-fi nerd, much like myself. We covered a bit of that. And she loves really campy, cheesy, slashy horror movies. And uh, we talked about some that I, I think she needs to watch because they're some classics. And um, so uh, she just tied up a tour with uh, the guy, with Jake. And I missed her show in Salt Lake because I was still pretty laid up with COVID. But uh, we had a great conversation. So I'm going to kick this one up with her single, uh, First Time. And uh, so let's all sit back and enjoy Maisie K for some Sticky Jazz. Over the city lights, under the glow of the neon signs, kiss me away. The world stood still for us on that night I know you don't want me, no I know that I let you down I know I can't have you how I, I used to But we'll always have the first time The first time we felt that rush We'll always have the first time The first time my heart's got crushed And no one can take those moments away No matter what they try Cause there's nothing like the first time The first time you fall in love In love Love In love Love Slow dancing in the street Moving to the sound Living in a fantasy But everything is gold when you're 19 I know you don't want me, no I know that I let you down I know I can't have you how I, I used to But we'll always have the first time The first time we felt that rush We'll always have the first time The first time my heart's got cold 
everybody, and welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks, and this week I've got the, uh, well, she's British, but apparently she's now a resident in Los Angeles. Uh, that's where her career has taken her, and uh, she uh, just hopping through a couple of tour steps with Jake at the moment, right? Yeah, that's right. My first ever tour. Very excited. Yeah, it's called the What What Does Tour Feel Like, I guess. I've been getting a lot in my feed about yeah. you, so. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. So I, uh, I don't know that you know this. This just came out just over an hour ago. You were just featured in the South Florida Digest. You did an interview there, a, a segment with them at your, yeah. at your Fort Lauderdale show, and it just came up. Yeah, you know, I actually just read it before guessing on here. It was so lovely. Yeah, I saw that. I I saw the I saw the whole situation there. Like it just popped up on my feed when when I got into your music from Sierra. How you doing, Sierra? When I just popped in, I I put you on my I just my my news feed, right? And so that just popped up. I was like, oh hey, check that out. And it it looks like you had a good time over there in. Uh, it looked like you had a good time in there in, in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, I guess you've got a couple or maybe one or two more shows on the tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Fort Lauderdale was an incredible audience. They were they were literally chanting my name before I came out on stage, which was crazy. But yeah, I believe we have eight more shows on the tour now. Okay. So I was trying to get out to see you, your Salt Lake gig here. And then I uh, I, I was climbing out of covid and oh, was no. just I was like I can't do this I'm just not and I, I I had to just not go I've been I got so wiped out from it that I missed a lot of uh I missed a lot of great like I've I got out in the middle of COVID and went and shot yellow card and I was like that was just a bad move because it was right. I was I was still wiped out there so but are you in a hotel room right now that's what it looks like right Yes. Yeah, I am. It's our day off today. So we're in Savannah right now. In Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So you're not at home where you, where everyone's getting beat up because of the weather. No, no. That's crazy, though. I've been talking to my friends about it. I'm like, are we all good? Are we all safe? Cool. Yeah, I've, I got a, a buddy of mine. He, he dislocated his shoulder and he's he's been put on bed rest. And he just posted, I can't get Uber Eats or Grubhub or whatever. So, uh, and so he, he lives right there in the south side of Los Angeles. And he's like, ah, oh, man, this is so bad, you know. So I, I guess it's pretty rough over there. So, hey, maybe you'll avoid the worst of it, right? Um, yeah, it's looking like it. So I, I, I got the, the, the quick press release and it said you were from somewhere in the farmlands of England. And then you ended up in Los Angeles. Where are you from originally? Because Birmingham is not the farmlands. I've been there. Birmingham is the second biggest city in England. So how? Where, where are you actually from? Yeah, so I'm from a very small town called Claverley, which had a population of 1,200. It's about an hour from Birmingham. But normally when I speak to people, no one's ever, I've never met anyone who knows where Claverley is because it is in the middle of nowhere. So I'll just say, do you know Birmingham? And they'll be like, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's like an hour from Birmingham. It's like the closest big city we have. Hey, well, okay, which direction? 
okay it, it <laughs> sounds like it's, it sounds like like that like that show Shaun the sheep was filmed there is what you're making it sound like that that cartoon Honestly, yeah it could have been it could have been it really <laughs> is in the middle of in the middle of nowhere although technically um wolverhampton is on my okay all right all right i know where that is i do know where wolverhampton That's like 20 is. minutes away okay uh yeah. okay now i have a good so Birmingham, yeah. uh, you know the band Editors. They're from Birmingham, thus, and and they actually crossed my top five. Nobody's crossed my top five in like 25, 30 years, and then Editors did about ten years ago. So, um, I'm the dude who has a list of my top one hundred bands, you know. But the top five, the top ten is pretty sacred. So, but so the, those guys are your neighbors. You know who Editors are, right? So, the the they're your neighbors. Yeah, they're they they're out of Birmingham they were all actually studio technicians they decided to, to start making music and it's amazing they're really really oh, good oh very cool yeah it's very cool so uh you you got picked up to record in Birmingham and somehow got uh dropped in LA after the single what was the uh what was the single that that launched it for you what was that one yeah so technically it wasn't like a single what was happening was I'd been recording a bunch of music in Birmingham and it ended up getting its way to a major label in LA and they basically offered to sign me but I'd have to move so nothing had been released publicly yet so we moved we didn't end up taking the deal my parents wanted me to spend some time because I was only 14 when this was happening so my parents me to spend some time to sort of figure out who I was as an artist and as a human being without having a major label sort of tell me and at the time I was dated but looking back it was definitely the right decision and and how to navigate LA and all that that was probably a lot of work for you guys big change yeah I I just talked to uh I I there's another band I just covered recently they talked about that they said we've been doing our own thing for so long like eight years and then a label came in picked us up said hey we'll distribute we're gonna do this and then all of a sudden they started telling us what to do we're like no you don't do that man you know this is this is how we do this and we've been successful doing this they're like yeah but you got to do this in your production they're like "Mm, no and you know everybody's been in like yeah i know you among thousands of other artists dozens of thousands have fought with your label over stuff so yeah it was probably a good move to just you know make that uh to to make that decision to just all right i'm gonna just get in and do this but you move to la with your family that's quite a sacrifice for everyone to make oh yeah they they are very selfless and very supportive and uh how was it for them learn to drive on the other side of the road and all that You know, we traveled a lot growing up, which was, I think, one of the things that helped the shift not be so unsettling. Like, it was still obviously a massive change, but it wasn't as crazy as it could have been because we traveled a lot and we'd seen a lot of cities. So my dad had had a lot of practice with driving on the other side of the road anyway, just from travels. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I I had some friends come through a while back and they, they picked up a rental car. And then they they got up to where I and they're like, look, can can you drive us? <laughs> I mean, this is you know, yeah, like, yeah I, can, I can do that for you. So, um, <laughs> so wait, will we? So did that stuff ever get released that you were doing at that point? Is is that, that some of your no? Okay, so I so what you're doing then we haven't heard yet. You're saying 
No, and we probably never will. It was very much like 12-year-old angst. Okay, all right, all right. (laughs) Like, I listened back to it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking about like I've gone through the worst heartache of my life at 12 years old, like so melodramatic. And I'm like, girl, you ain't been through nothing yet. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually had one a while ago. She she was on the, um... oh, if I say the name of it, then it might, okay, so it was about, it was about self-reparation and healing and finding happiness after devastating. And I'm like, you're 22. You, 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 what have you got? What devastation have you been through? You know, I mean, yeah, get out there and get your ass kicked a little bit before you write a, before you, you know, make a record like that. Right. But yeah, it was a lot of the same thing it was like, ah, you can't, that can't be the real thing. You haven't experienced it yet. You know? So um that was just i it's it is funny for me as i get older i start to realize how silly i was when i was younger when i thought oh this is you know so that there was a joke i said when i was young i had no idea what that really meant and that's that's the truth so yeah so uh you're really into the sci-fi fantasy world I'm like, I'm watching your videos. I'm like, man, this girl, like you and I could geek out on so many things. Okay. (laughs) I, well, I'm going to tell you this, right? So I was watching. Okay. I see you get a little, you, you love James Cameron. I can see that. You love that guy's work. I saw uh, the one video. Let's see. You, you you did the one with, um, you get a lot of inspiration from the avatar Prometheus and alien right those are like three that i see a lot in your work um uh i just a side note i know sigourney weaver i used to date her nieces <laughs> and so oh, i think yeah. that's that's i'm like i could i lo- i've talked to her about a lot of that stuff that she was doing with alien and all that back in the day and, and she's just sigourney weaver is terrific but i love i love her roles in these movies and they just keep popping up so i, I guess you probably are a fan of her work as well but um let's see your song the storm Mm. okay what i really liked about that one was um well you sang in the in the language as close as you could from avatar right oh no it is 100 percent fully translated uh not the language right and what i thought was really funny was when i was first watching that movie i noticed finnish words i could cut out specific words that were finnish they weren't translated as finnish but i was like okay i know that word in finnish to mean something else completely but that was really cool so there was a lot of finnish in there and i was like oh man let me just grab the you know so i was i loved that part of avatar really did that was that was cool that i mean it was like oh wait picking that up um i know that jimmy cameron didn't want to make it similar to any specific language but there were several there were plenty of finished words dropped in there and then when i was watching the lyrics written in the video and how it was fin- i was like oh that's so that is straight finish man right there that was some pretty that was pretty cool yeah yeah so oh, very cool yeah so um what what is your favorite sci-fi anyway is it the jimmy cameron stuff like that or what's your uh i Avatar was my my favorite movie. It was probably the only thing that I ever was like truly, truly obsessed with growing up. 
I learned the language by myself for fun when I was 10 years old when the movie first came out because I just loved Avatar so much. I wanted to be on Pandora. I wanted to be Navi. It was like, it was an obsession that I got bullied for very severely in high school. So I think I'd probably have to say it's still Avatar because I don't think any other piece of media has affected me quite like that one did. Okay. So uh, I'm going to toss this out. Have you read or seen Dune? No, but I really want to. Yeah, you should. Because, okay, Dune is the greatest science fiction ever written. Okay. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, and uh, the cool, Dune was actually, the, the Fremen language was written in Arabic. It was three different dialects of Arabic. Whoa. And so I, I, I'm a linguist. I, I speak several languages. And so I was like going, wait, that's like, that's like Moroccan Algerian Arabic. No, that's Syrian. Oh, that's, that's straight out of the Gulf, you know. And it was like, it was so cool. But Dune is like amazing. Dune is some of the like, this the books. There's so many of them that'll suck you in if you really like that kind of sci-fi that just requires that much intensity to read. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fabulous. The books are great. So, um, and then the movies come out. The movie came out. What that was great. The one that came out two years ago. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, man, you know, like I took my wife to see it. and She was like, what are you like? You're so into this. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that guy and that guy. Like I knew who everybody was, you know, wife's like, yeah, just shut up and let's just watch the movie. And, you know, <laughs> so, amazing. yeah, so go go get into Dune, Dune something. Yes. that I I, cause I was like, you and I need to geek out about uh, science fiction there. So, um, oh, absolutely. So uh, actually, the. Um, I'm also, I don't know if you've ever watched Red Dwarf when you were over in the UK. Did you ever see Red Dwarf? That was my favorite show for years. Um, yeah, it's a British comedy and a sci-fi set, you know, like it was so Ooh. low budget. They could only pay five actors. <laughs> you know, wow. it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. So, um, so let's jump into some of your other music here. Uh, uh, wait, by the way, you, you did film that one in Iceland, right? The Storm? was up in iceland yes, that was yeah iceland. yeah i've been on the volcanic plane there i was like that looks a lot like iceland love that place yeah. oh it's yeah. beautiful beautiful it is so you, yeah so oh just i that was so cool how you everything you threw into that video was amazing i yeah, was, it was like beautiful. yeah it was that was probably that was a lot of fun to shoot, I would think, right? Um, yeah, we worked with some very talented people. I mean, the fat rap's great. The directors were amazing. Um, we were literally splunking in the caves, which was quite scary. Um, oh, really? I definitely got, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, people had, like, oh, my gosh. We, we had, like, hard hats on. We were, like, literally climbing down into the caves. Um, yeah, I've, I've been in some of those wild. places. I've been it in was, some of those places, so I I get it, but I, I I I get into that. I'm totally into that. Are you claustrophobic? That might be why it bothered you, or you just that it felt unstable down there. Or? Yeah, it was just the floor. There was no like solid floor. It was all just rocks. So people were like tripping and falling. It just yeah. wasn't stepped around. So not so much claustrophobic just I think fear of actually falling because we literally had to like climb and then we had to climb back up and it was a big trek like it was a lot so I was just more nervous about falling and dying I well, guess. I, I, what, is, what you do for the art it was fantastic really. do that for was, the art, exactly. yes 
So I, I, I've been on the volcanic plane there in Iceland and was like, that looks really a lot like where I was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, uh, let's see your song emotionally unavailable. Yes. Okay. First of all, I love your sense of humor. I, I really do. They, what the, the stuff that comes out in your videos is awesome. I'm like, this girl tells a great story. <laughs> She's really witty. This is fun. Uh, that video was hilarious. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just like, okay, now following the story here. Okay. There you are. You're looking your best. And there's some hungover dude in your bed. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm like, okay, the story, he drank too much or whatever. She's like, this guy's a deadbeat. <laughs> Can I get, you know, and it just got, uh, like how tanked up would the guy have to be to not notice you walking over him and all that right that was part of the story i was like okay that's funny but uh then there you are in the coroner's office at the, at, at the line now this is what was the best the line said maybe i should call my therapist as you're in the coroner's office right <laughs> i was oh i was dying it was so funny i was like okay there and, and there you are with a scalpel and everything it was just so funny it was just really well done there uh and so how could you have done any of that straight face by the way that, uh, i mean because you there were a couple of parts in there i could tell you were trying to not laugh right there you were having a good time but how could you have done all that straight face now that i've gotten more and more into your work and seen a lot more of your visuals i'm like this girl's a stand-up comedian with a twisted sense of humor but talk about <laughs> that for a minute talk about the shooting of the video and the stories in there because well there were like three kind of i i got three different stories in that video but go ahead yeah. talk about that one so when i met with the director emotionally unavailable is probably my favorite music video we've done for that same reason it's just so funny and campy and silly and when I met with the director about it, we basically decided we wanted to do like Clueless mixed with Silence of the Lambs. So we wanted it campy and girly and feminine, but we also wanted it a little murderous because I'm a big horror fan. I oh, yeah, horror. yeah, yeah. Love them. I love like true crime. I love horror nights at Halloween. So I was like, let's lean into the macabre side of my personality a little bit. So basically the whole story we came up with was that at the start of the video, you think that I'm just lying around in bed after allegedly hooking up with this man and he's just passed out on the bed. And then as the story gets going on, you see that I seem to have a track record for actually killing the men that are interested in me. Right. And then at the end, when you see him hug me as he comes through the door, you and see you me the scalpel. <laughs> so when he's lying on the bed, he's actually dead. Okay. You don't know he's actually dead until the end of the video. But it was so much fun to shoot. The director, Marco, he's amazing. And he kept saying to me, he was like, play up your facial expressions more. Like, look psychotic, look insane, jump around on the bed. Like, he really had me stepping out of my comfort zone. And I'm so glad he did, because I think it plays off so funnily in the video. Right. There you are. You're, you're, you're holding brains. Yes. And, and, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is young Frankenstein. I don't know if you've seen that movie. You need to see that movie if you haven't um but then then you're jumping around with a scalpel and i'm like how drunk is that guy you know the whole time i'm like 
I was like, this must have been so, like, I bet, like, okay, everyone, stop laughing. We got to make this take. This take has to look real, oh right? Gosh. No, when I had to lie on his on his butt, I yeah. kept, like, laughing and apologizing to him. The actor was so lovely, too, but I kept laughing, and everyone was like, stop laughing. I'm like, I know I'm trying. It's just so funny because I'm literally lying on a butt right now. <laughs> like... But he's dead. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was enjoying that. I was like, okay. I've I've been on film shoots and the and stuff where where we're trying to be really intense and whatever and and then somewhere just a line pops out and someone decides to say something funny and we we're all dying our gate cut we got to redate this you know it does, yeah, yeah. goes the best way you know it's the best way to do it but with a video shoot like that you know you're like okay facial expressions fine but you know someone off camera is gonna yell something out just to, to tear it all apart right you know it's absolutely yeah so that looked really fun and it, that, it was, that was it was a great song but i love the line uh the i don't want drama i just want my trauma like hi <laughs> i'm a raving psychopath you don't want to date me right that was the that was kind of the, the message there that was definitely the takeaway for sure so what 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 was the the main point of that song uh, other than we're going to have a good time making this video what was cuz I, I i i'm going to dissect your your music as we not just your videos your actual lyrics so so talk about that like i don't want drama i just want my trauma give me something on that yeah so emotionally unavailable i wanted i wrote the song in a hotel room in florida when i was away for a work trip just I use a little piano app when I'm traveling and I can't like actually access a real piano so I wrote it then and there and it was about how I'd just seen more and more on TikTok specifically more and more usage of the phrase emotionally unavailable specifically as an excuse to not date somebody and I thought it was really funny because I've been on both sides of that I've been guilty of telling someone I'm emotionally unavailable, so we can't date. And I've had someone say it to me. And so I thought it would be really funny to just write this super upbeat, like fun sounding pop song with these actual like kind of like sad lyrics. Really? Yeah, I, I was saying it was a really upbeat, danceable song and death and gore. And, and uh, but yeah. the lyrics especially were, were kind of bleak. You, you, you do like bleak lyrics. You do that really well. I love bleak lyrics. I yes. really <laughs> yes so um that was that was fun that was really a good one there uh i i i'm going to take that and move into um uh the widow maker you you like blood spatter don't you you like spilling blood you because that was in two of your videos man you like like blood going everywhere right talk about tell me about that yeah Real little macabre. Uh, Widowmaker, I wrote that one after riding the Haunted Mansion ride in Disneyland. And I'd been in that part of the ride. There's one where it's this woman, ghostly bride figure with all of her dead ex-husbands. And I thought yeah. that's hysterical. And then I combined that with a video game character from a game called Overwatch I was super into at the time. And her name was Widowmaker. And she, I believe, also had a dead husband. So I thought it would be really fun to, again, make like a sort of really campy, fun song about like murdering all your ex-husbands. So we were just, we were going through a phase, but that came out with like a little 
Halloween special EP with a few songs that were quite a bit darker. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have that side to myself and I don't always get to show it musically. So it was just a bit of a fun Okay. Because that, that video clip of you there holding the voodoo doll and the blood spurting round and I was like, yeah. wow, that's a... <laughs> That's a, see, I, I used to drive ambulance. I was an EMT and we had uh, a heart attack that they call the Widowmaker, right? Oh, really? Yeah, so it, that's a, a, a certain type of heart attack that, oh, that wow. they call the Widowmaker because any any dude who has this does not come back. Whoa. Yeah, and so we, we would never say it over the radio, but there was yeah. a code and it'd be like, oh shit, we got a Widowmaker, guys. And we'd just be like flat, you know, driving as fast as we could, like, oh. you know, but... And so wait, I'm like, she doesn't know it's a specific type of a heart attack there, does she? No, you know? I knew it was a video game character name that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, have you seen the movie The Hunger? No, what's that? <sighs> I know I need to watch so many more movies. I'm terrible. <laughs> In 1983, David Bowie did a film. No, it was 82, 83, called The Hunger. With Catherine Deneuve um, and Susan Sarandon, and it even had Liam Neeson did a cameo in it. Oh wow! It's about a vampire woman who uh, she's immortal, and as soon as her love for her husband starts to fade, they age and die very quickly. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. very cool. Yes. So that was, I was kind of getting that. I was like, has she seen this? Because there's a little bit of that playing in, in your, in your, in some of your videos and in your music there. I was wondering if you had seen The Hunger, but yeah, it's uh it was a film with David Bowie, man. And like, cool. yeah, like you're, you're watching, I don't know if you know the band Bauhaus, they did that goth song, Bella Lugosi's Dead. That the, mm. the, the movie opens with that. And then you're, you're not even halfway through the song. And then you see them whip out very small knives and just slice up a bunch of people that they met at a swingers party. You're like, oh my gosh. Ah, yeah. See this movie, it sounds you gotta like. see this movie, The Hunger. It's great, man. Really yeah. So um The Hunger and Dune. Yeah, two movies you gotta see. Um Absolutely. so uh okay. If you like spilling blood, we got that out of the way. I, here's the line: "You you want to live this bride?" I couldn't catch all that. Uh, oh, yes, it's if you want to leave this bride, you won't leave with your life. Right, leave. Okay, leave, leave. with this. Okay, yes. you won't leave with your life. Uh, you want to rest in pieces. I hope you're satisfied. That is a very dark approach to marriage, by the way. Um, it's like wow. Oh, that's uh, I mean, we we used to play pranks on everybody and say, yeah, when you're getting married, you're you're dying, you're biting the dust, you know, and the funeral scheduled, and it was the wedding, you know, plenty of dumb jokes like that. But no, you were really taking that with the lyrics. You want to shave my name? I'll take you to the grave. Uh, what was going on with that one? Come on, let's hear it. Um. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Uh- <laughs> I'm calling uh, you out on this, man. You, you got some darkness. Let's no, hear no it. No one ever mentions that song. I'm down to talk about it. Um, yeah, it was, you want to shame my name, I'll take you to your grave. Um, I had an, an ex in my life that was 
not the best and basically was going around bad-mouthing me unfairly to a lot of people and it was really getting to me because I couldn't do anything about it and it just reached this point where I'm like okay I can't do anything about it but what I can do is write a very bitter song about it and feel better so that whole song was sort of basically being like hey maybe don't mess with me okay maybe leave me alone I bet that person's never heard that song but you know that's probably for the best it's as you said quite a bitter song <laughs> uh, yes I I would drop that I, I have a list of uh the, the best fuck you songs ever written and I that one kind of would be on that list thank there. you so much <laughs> I, I mean there's there were some great songs on that list you know and it keeps getting like I don't know if you know the band that Jesus and Mary Chain there's this shoegazing sort of goth rock band out of glasgow very important they're from glasgow and um <laughs> i'm half glaswegian you know so but they they were like they wrote some really like stick the knife in jab twist it up turn you know just really you know screw you you do you you deserve nothing more than just a whole bunch of bad things to be said about you. I mean, the best line in the, that they ever come out with will, will for that. They did great lines, but all my time in hell was spent with you. I'm like, oh, great Good. line. So they like that, that. That's where I would put that song. Would be up Thank there. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, uh, let's see. Bloodfield tears. Okay. Again. You like blood. We we get that. Uh, oh, by the way, everybody, she's got like like weapons grade red hair. Everybody, everybody who listens to this episode, Maisie is a like, yeah, she's that that redhead that's threatening. It's that like, oh wow, I yeah, that's like some uh, uh, in the book Good Omens they talked about war being a redhead, and it was that color. You know, war. She she shows up and scares everybody with her. You know, like oh yeah. So, um, uh, you, you, you belong in horror films. You really do. You should be having a lot. You like, yeah. Um, Bloodfield tears. Uh, can you hear it coming closer? Press your ear against my heart. If you scream, will they hear you? Uh, if you've written off their part, silence was your loudest cry. Okay, first of all, we need to exchange a list of horror films. That's just a given. Uh, but what were the demons you were talking about in that one? Yeah, so Bloodfield Tears is interesting because it's actually a song about mental health. So the demons that I'm speaking about are very much mental. I wrote that song when I was, I think, 13 years old, but it was originally, I think, six minutes long and just very, very, very depressing. It was about depression and, you know, very, very serious topics. So I ended up moving to LA and in my first writing session, I showed them my co-writer's Bloodfield Tears and we condensed it and changed it into what it is now, basically. But yeah, the demons I'm talking about are very much demons in your in your own mind and saying if you scream will they hear you if you've written off their part it's sort of saying if you're screaming for help but you've cast everyone in your life that cares about you away they can't know that you're hurting like it's when you're depressed I feel like it's so easy to just sort of shut yourself off from the world and say by yourself I mean at least I know I do that when I'm suffering 
but that's honestly probably the worst thing you could do because no one's a mind reader and the people in your life that care about you most of the time aren't going to know you're suffering unless you tell them so that's sort of what that line meant okay silence was your loudest cry okay that's pretty bleak you know that yeah <laughs> yeah that's like how you feel when someone takes that last desperate measure you know like if you had just said something we would have helped you know yeah literally yeah so i just really wanted to to make a song about about that because i know a lot of people struggle with issues like that including myself and uh, that song means a lot to me it was the first song i ever released and a lot of people have been so supportive about it and they really love it and they've said how much it's helped them with their own mental health problems so i'm, I'm very proud of that song okay so just a side note have you ever been to Père Lachaise in paris no oh uh, just or like Père Lachaise it's a cemetery in paris no well okay it's one of the most beautiful cemeteries in the world oh right? wow but it's got um that they buried jim morrison from the doors was buried there mm -hmm. and uh i i the, the first time i ever went to i was like, my second day in paris i was like i gotta go to jim's grave and uh there is written on his headstone in greek uh kata aton demonia etoye which means he was true unto his own demons. Wow. And uh, the, the idea was he understood that he had them and he respected them. He didn't yeah. ignore them because, mm -hmm. it, I mean, he, he died of a heroin overdose, but there was mm -hmm. the whole idea that he went through so much, but he at least understood his demons were there and he showed them respect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a really messed up guy, wrote some great music, but really messed up guy. But uh, I thought that was such an interesting thing. I, cause like, I, I know Greek, but I was like, why was he like to be true unto his own demons? Mm. You know, and I kind of got that in here is that uh, you, you got to respect them. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And this was just really heavy to to listen to. I was like, man, what is she, you know, going through on this? So that was that was uh, that was pretty heavy, but it was well done. Thank you. Yeah, um, and I think music video at the end. I'm so this shadow figure has been following me around the whole video, and at the end, I embrace him. And I think that's sort of exactly what you're saying about basically respecting your demons and listening to them. Like you can't ignore them; you have to just embrace that they are part yeah. of who. You and you have to find yeah. a way to live that was what i got out of that part of the video yeah. I was like, yeah we're you know you can't just ignore shit and be all smiling and happy all the time no absolutely not so um yeah that was it, it as we were talking and you have the all the bright colored bracelets there i'm like okay <laughs> oh yeah these are bracelets people have been giving me on the tour so far oh okay yeah it's cute Oh, that's great. Like this is your first real tour, right? That you're it's my first ever tour, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, so I, I I watched that video, it was a shit video, but I think, man, that would have been such an amazing show to see. You know, this when you well, yeah, just just your your show in general, right? But oh. but so what, 
what happened in salt lake what happened in salt lake is i was laying at home coughing my brains out i was you know what happened here what did you do here in salt lake it was just so good i have a little list on my phone of best crowds and the one at the very top was salt lake city I saw. Show me the. Give me the full of that. I. I'm not gonna slam any other. We won't show. We won't show the worst ones because I don't want to. But the top three we have: Salt Lake City, Atlanta, and Fort Lauderdale, which was yesterday. Well, right. The Fort Lauderdale were screaming bloody murder. Yeah, they wanted. They, they wanted was... more and more of you, right? And yeah, that you, was amazing. You, you did the Kate Bush cover, which mm-hmm. was uh, that was actually really interesting um what what made you like you said for stranger things right mm-hmm. uh and i uh i i'm actually i lived through that time of stranger things mm-hmm. so i totally get i'm like i had that conversation i had a, I said exactly that the same thing to my friends when we were in fifth grade it was just it was so funny watching stranger things because yeah. everything with that was very to the zeitgeist of my life in at that time when i was that age but um uh i've been listening to kate bush since a little bit after that yeah i, I got into kate bush when i was about 12 but i had that record hounds of love right mm-hmm. and like yeah how many years later and now she gets the recognition that she deserves for it but but i yeah. see a, i see a lot of kate in you in yeah. in some of your your persona and that right kate is they call her baroque rock which that's totally heard kate and florence in the machine right those are two that are very but i i kind of have a you kind of being a mix of that as far as the baroque and the imagery and all that goes but uh how like kate how did you pick kate and how did you feel doing it because that that's quite an undertaking and i saw the video and you did it well and they, they they couldn't get enough of you right which was awesome right fort lauderdale that was I was like, man, now I really wished I'd seen the Salt Lake show, especially now that you're telling me, but sorry. But anyway, talk about that. Talk about the Kate thing and then pulling that one together. Yeah. So we actually chose that because someone on my team who's been with me since the beginning always said to me over and over how much I reminded him of Kate Bush. He'd always said it since I was 15 years old. And so when we were deciding on the set list for tour, he was saying, I really think we should do a cover. And I really think we should do a Kate Bush cover because I'm always telling you that you remind me of her. But had you been listening to Kate up until then? Honestly, no. I started after he told me that I reminded him. I started listening every now and then. But truthfully, before that point, I hadn't heard her, but I was getting it a lot. And I was like, who is this girl? Why do I keep getting compared to her? And so obviously running up that hill was just seeing popularity from Stranger Things. So he was like, this is the perfect opportunity to do this. But I know that it is, as you said, a massive undertaking and we wanted to do it right. So I give a lot of credit to my producer, Morgan, because he really made the track its own and what it is. He added like all the like electric guitars and the cool big drums. And we changed a lot of the riffs and tried to make it our own thing. And I will say it is my favorite song to perform on the tour. I have so much fun doing it. And I love seeing everyone get excited when I'd be like, who just Stranger Things? And they're like, <laughs> it's fun. I really like it. Well, that song was written, like Kate Bush was, she wasn't discovered. Well, sort of was by the guys in Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. They were friends with her parents. Oh, okay. And so David Gilmore from Pink Floyd and Nick, they're like, okay, Nick, we're, we're, we're going to get in here and make this with you, Kate. So they helped her 
write and produce that song right mm. i mean we're talking that was written by some musical masterminds yeah and i have seen people trying to do kate bush and it's very hard and i like i've only seen it really really well done a couple of times one she just went and sat down on the piano and sang a song called this woman's work mm. and it, that will rip your guts out okay that song is so powerful, but I'm like, I can see you doing Kate more than just that one song, but it would take a lot of work. But I, I, I think you are capable of doing that based on how you did that performance and your other work there. I'm like, oh, yeah, this girl, she could do it. You know, you, I mean, you, you'd be in over your head. It would take a lot to get there, but you could pull it off, you know. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the challenge of like, man, I'm going to get my ass kicked if I don't do everything on this 10 times better, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, let's see. Uh, your song, uh, let's see, Disguises, right? Yeah. What? That was a great song. I forgot about that one. You forgot about it. Yeah, it's been so long. We've been. I'm just so wrapped up in tour, to be honest with you. But yeah, disguises. I like that one. Do you, you don't play it live then? No, we don't do it on the show. You should. Yeah. Really you should. Like I yeah. Really like um, like that is okay. It's kind of like a Snow Patrol editors kind of musically. It starts yeah. off with that. I was like, whoa, this is wonderful, right? And then mm -hmm. you start singing, which took me totally outside. Okay, we're not doing Snow Patrol anymore. We're right, doing, right. right. But it, 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 the intro felt very much, musically, it was very much Snow Patrol and editors. Uh, but then the, the lyrics, all of your feelings hide inside disguises. Let me see the side you don't want to show. Uh, thinking back to the time we started, uh, there was no one to blame like these are some heavy lyrics these are very very heavy lyrics and then the the, the best imagery here was i you know because you're talking about the key and then mm -hmm. you say i wish the key could open up your mirror and let me inside mm -hmm. um obviously disguises you're hiding behind all of this yeah uh you're, you're conveniently there i know you feel safe there but i want to know what's beyond that right that was what i was getting but what what was the world you were in right in that one geez because that's like you're you're uh you know who you two are right when yeah. uh when when bono was 28 and he was hanging out with bb king and bb king was they, they were writing a song and bb king was like man you're kind of young to be writing heavy heavy lyrics like that and i that i would say that to you you're kind of young to be writing stuff that heavy yeah, beautiful you know, work but geez that was just talk about that song for a minute I, other than you don't play it live but uh give us a little bit more about that song yeah yeah i've got i got that a lot when I, a lot of the um you're you're very young to be writing as as deep and sad as you are um disguises for me it was very much about that frustration of wanting to get to know someone and just feeling like there's a blockade there like you can almost see it and this person just will not let you in for whatever reason, whatever guards they have up. And it's just sort of someone that you have a lot of genuine care for and you want to be there for, but they won't fully let you and you're not sure why. So it's just sort of a song asking 
to be to be let in really and that song really means a lot to me as well because um my co-writer that wrote that one with me he very sadly passed away um oh i'm sorry to hear that his battle with cancer and he is the male vocals in that song so he actually is singing on the track with me which is really beautiful and really special his name was jason gaviasi and he was a brilliant man i'm sorry to hear that uh um geez uh i don't know what to say other than that was a beautiful piece and it was well done i i mean obviously it wasn't about him and his situation because you know he had cancer right you know but uh i that that song feels like uh I, i would like to rescue you from the sea of bullshit that you're in but it's your own bullshit i need the truth here right was the absolutely yeah you know that's a great calling somebody out um interesting imagery with those lyrics you 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 tell great stories in your videos but you you draw wonderful stories you know your your videos really do i mean your your lyrics paint wild pictures there uh there's a band that i was like i was watching your video for sleep there's a german pagan folk band called fawn Okay. I was like, oh, wow, that, okay, so you got so much pagan witchcraft in that video, that was awesome, that was like, you, that, that could have been another great horror film, right, which wasn't, can't be fun, but that, that could have been a very amazing horror film, but I'm like, she's got all this Nordic, Germanic, pagan business going on here, this is cool, you know, the imagery there was outstanding, okay, okay. Yeah, I and uh how much fun was that to shoot by the way it was just like the costumes and all the effects and i was like man where did you do that one by the way where was that one shot that one was in california but we drove away away for it up into the mountains somewhere i just distinctly remember it was fun but i distinctly remember there was this scene where they wanted me to lie in this big wooden box almost like a casket i guess yeah and i was about to do it i was literally climbing in and my mom was on the set for this one god bless her and she stopped me and she goes don't you get in that box and they shone a flashlight in the box and it was full of black widows yeah oh good win there yeah thank you mom because i was literally stepping into it and she goes don't get in there don't get in there and it was full of black widows like about eight black widows were in there so that would have been really bad for me yeah oh my gosh yeah uh yeah i hate spiders i i hate spiders like i i am like i i'll jump out of airplanes i I get shot at i'll blow things up i you know do whatever awesome i'll climb into caves love it i am terrified of spiders i am so (laughs) afraid of spiders so i get that i would probably be having the screaming heebie-jeebies for weeks after that so good good <laughs> saved you on that one um uh let's see the line am i paranoid filling the void angel or enemy tell me what you are to me angel or an enemy tell me what you want from me let's hear what what was just like I, I, I mean you wake up and it starts out kind of like the the idea of the lady of shalat and then you're you sit up and then you have the pagan horns on your head 
and then all the ghosts are coming in and then you have the choir of the dead i'm like this is so cool uh like i could have watched it without the music it was that cool but let's yeah let's cover that one talk about it yeah sleep i started writing sleep because i was awake in the middle of the night suffering from insomnia and i felt so delirious and that's really what that entire song is supposed to be it's supposed to capture the feeling of delirium after severe sleep deprivation i have pretty bad insomnia funnily enough i actually did not get one wink of sleep last night either so I'm feeling a little delirious today and I really wanted that song to be able to sort of capture like that like brain like woozy like almost hallucinatory imagery it's supposed to feel like a bit of a fever dream and we sing in Latin in the bridge mm-hmm. I wanted to sing in Latin yeah singing about insomnia not being able to sleep and we just add all this creepiness because it's kind of creepy being up in the middle of the night feeling all like out of it and discombobulated so that was really supposed to capture a feeling more than anything. Oh, yeah, it did. I mean, mission accomplished with that. Everything. That Thank was you. a that <laughs> was a masterpiece. I like uh there, there's a film company that I do production work with here. And I'm gonna be sending your stuff over to them just because they, they like making horror films like that. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say, hey, check her out, man. You know, um, maybe we'll come back and knock on your door saying, Can we use some of your music or something? I don't know. But it's oh, I I think so that we- well, I like they they had me I, I started a film project with them and then I ended up acting in one of their movies where they said we just need this belligerent, obnoxious ex military guy who has no tact. And hey, oh. that's you, man. You know, so I was like, Yeah, hey, okay, you know. <laughs> so um <laughs> I no, actually, she just called me up and said, "Hey, look, there's this guy. This is his character." I said, "Okay, so you got the part." I'm like, oh, oh, all right then. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, so you got to watch that. There's a video by Fawn. I'm gonna I'm gonna just send your publicist a whole bunch of cool stuff. Say, send this to her. She can watch Thank it on the you. tour bus because you're gonna love just sitting on the oh. tour bus. She's like, "Oh my gosh, this is cool videos, right? Cool music." Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, remains of the day. Okay. What? What about it? No. Okay. Let me ask you that. Um. Uh. I love the story. Okay. The story in that it was really out of your wheelhouse. Obviously, you wanted to just do a fun, jazzy horror film play on, I guess, the Corpse Bride. Was that correct? Yeah, so that song's from Corpse Bride, and I wanted to just do a cover of it for Halloween again, because I really like Halloween, so I like putting out specific projects for Halloween. Yeah, that was, okay, that was fun, that was enjoyable, and I I remember seeing the Corpse Bride, but I didn't, the the music didn't really nail it for me at the time, but listening to it there, I was like, oh, that would be, that is really well done, Um, but the story, it's kind of like a, like it's got some real and Juliet in there. It's got the Highwayman in there. It's got the Lady of Shalott in there, and uh, I don't know if you know the Scottish uh, Anarchy Gordon, right? There's all these songs that tell a very similar story, and that mm. idea has been around for a long time. Yeah. And um, and I just I was like, oh, this is so because like when I watched the movie, sure it didn't really, you know, nail it. It wasn't. It was fine. But listening to your version of that and then reading those lyrics was like, oh, 
okay, now I'm really getting the groove of it. And it was yeah, fun. yeah. It was it was a fun one to listen to. And that um do you like much jazz, by the way? Do you like jazz music? Yeah, yeah, I like jazz. I feel like I like most types of music, but jazz is great. We actually got to use a live band for Remains of the Day, like a live jazz band, and they were awesome. So okay. Because, really um, all right, I'm going to send this one over. There's a, a, a lady, her name is uh, Lady Blackbird, and she's uh, she did a record called Black Acid Soul, that you listen to it it is a jazz horror record oh cool like old old like 1930s 1940s jazz very much like but a horror record mm -hmm. and you just feel this this beautiful darkness in it I'm like oh i love that record i'm like i you you like i could tell you 30 great horror records that's probably at the top of my list yeah. Up there with uh, TSOL's Beneath the Shadows, if you like hardcore American punk. Um, so, I seriously, I want your list of horror films. You, you got to send that to your yeah, publicist. I, I, I want that will. list because I'm like, I know I probably watched a lot. There's probably a lot that I haven't watched. So, um, uh, let's see. Let me jump over, find that one that I saw. Uh, okay. Karma is a bitch like you. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, great title. Fantastic Thank title. You. Okay. That's a fun one. That is really a fun, just, just a title like that. Like, I'm like, okay, this, this I could take in plenty of directions and have a great laugh with it. Uh, I love the video, right? That you're there. And I was like, this is, this is brutal. There she is knocked dead on the train tracks there's blood pouring out everywhere and then i was like but wait why is there blood on her neck like that if she got hit on the train track she'd be looking messed up in other way and everything and then and then the story keeps going I'm like oh right she's dead and she didn't get killed on the train she i mean you died on the train tracks but you didn't get run over by the train um, oh i was bitten by a vampire you're bitten <laughs> by a vampire so i was like I was laughing at that. So you, there's the crypt. It's beautiful. I'm not sure which cemetery you filmed it in. Gorgeous. Great. But the, so you're there in the crypt. Then you come back and then you go into that vampire gallery. And I was like, this is a great story, right? This is a great story. But the best lyrics ever. I, I've like, this, this is the, this is like one of the most screw you, you suck songs ever was. You'd trade me for a paycheck if you got the chance. <laughs> that, okay, like there are so many great screw you, you're worthless songs out there, but I, there aren't many that have a line like that in them. Talk about that song. It's a good song about a lover's betrayal and, and all that. And then you're in there doing martial arts with the other, I'm, everybody, you just got to go and watch the videos. You'll get it when you see it. But it was so fun. I was like, this is, okay, tell me that one was probably a lot of fun to shoot too. When you, you're there, you're like Sword, Billy Club, you know, Spike, you know, ah, Glock 45. Right, I got this, right? You're just going down all the weapons there. It was fun. That was- It was fun. I did real, um, 
combat training for that music video, which was really cool. I've never done anything like that, but I did like stage karate specifically and stage combat with this very talented instructor. But yeah, because I was like, I really want to do my own stunts for it. Like I really want it to be me. I don't want to have someone else sub in. So I spent ages prepping for that, but it was super cool to watch back and see we're like slicing each other and it looks all cool. And I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was really fun. Hey, I, I did get to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and there was, you know, what do you want? Revenge, you know, when you rip, you show your neck. Revenge, yeah. like, yeah, I can work with this. I was like, this is, this is, I mean, great story. Again, you, you make each one tell a very good story in these videos and uh are you playing these ones on the tour by the way no i wish <sighs> i wish oh so how long is your set on the tour it's only 20 minutes oh geez give us an yeah. hour please oh no it's only 20 minutes oh no no we need an hour like i would need an hour of you live uh, you know. i would love that that'd be awesome next next time next tour okay yeah well next time you come through salt lake i'm gonna be not sick with COVID. I will come and shoot yes. your show. Thank you. <laughs> so, but uh, no, that 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 venue you played at are great. I I walk up there and they I, I shoot probably 25, 30 shows there a year, and they say, "Oh, hey, Jeremy, get a like." You know, that's that's how I am with the guys at that club. It's that venue. Well, not club. It's you you played at the in the ballroom yeah. there. Yeah. So that that is a wonderful place. I've seen some great bands there and. I just, I really now having seen that Fort Lauderdale clip, I'm like, I could have crawled in there and sat and watched. It would have been great, but I would... <laughs> so, I but next time around, right. Um, when, when do you plan on doing your own? Cause you're, this is your, this is your cutting your teeth, learning the ropes tour. What, what you got next? Cause you wait, we got, wait, wait, that. And the, tell me that. And then the, the next question, go ahead. I, I would love to do more touring my management is definitely speaking about going out on more tours because I really am having so much fun we have some fun collaborations coming out next year and I'm hoping that alongside that there'll be more opportunities for live shows so fingers crossed we'll see what happens okay well what they I I, I got to see a 10 minute clip of it but uh, I haven't heard the whole song yet so, uh, and you know what's what I'm talking about because it's out in what three days, right? Four days. Oh, after midnight. Yes. 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 So there, I, there's a 10 second clip that got put up that you did live a few days ago. Yes, I do that one live every night. Okay, well, there's only the clip that was put up there. I I've only seen like probably 15 minutes of you live, right? Of, yeah, from yeah. various clips that are out there. There needs to be more. When you come through, I'll bootleg your show. I'll film it and let you have it. But um, uh, what's talk about the new song? Yeah, After Midnight. I wrote that song earlier this year. So it's a really fun kind of quick release, honestly, compared to how we normally do things. It is a really fun song. It's just a little fun, flirty piece about sort of having that connection with someone and sort of knowing where you stand, maybe not knowing fully where they stand, so sort of letting it up to them basically to decide what they want to do with your feelings. Do you want to be a decent human being or do you want to break my heart? Because at this point it is very much in your hands and we are just sort of here for the ride. But it's very fun. It has the funkiest baseline. It's, it, it is a really fun pop record. I'm really proud of it. Okay. 
Um, well, I, I've seen your other videos. I would say you're, you're not one that uh, would be wise to screw with. Yeah, don't don't mess with your emotions. That would be... Preferably don't. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, any... So, okay, you're, you're going to come back, probably do a little bit more, and then hopefully take the road again, kicking it up on your own, right? Um, I would love that. Okay, so uh, I, I hope that... Uh, I will be around and on my feet next time you come through because really those video clips of you live are outstanding. And I, I would love to see you live. And uh, how, so I being on the road, right. You're like probably getting burned out and thinking, wow, how do you sleep? And when do you sleep on the road and all that? Cause I don't know how I've, I've worked tours before. I know what it's like. So um, how is it? How are you handling? Are you surviving thinking this is the life for me or I'm going to need to be doing more on stage if I'm going to put this much into it. I am having a really great time. I don't have an issue with falling asleep on the bus. Usually, obviously I didn't sleep last night, but usually it's been pretty solid. Um, and I've gotten good at also just sleeping through the day. If I'm really tired, I was, you know, I was sleeping earlier while attempting to, it didn't really work, but I was trying. So honestly, I'm just having so much fun. I think I'm on such an, such a high from performing every night for the first time ever and meeting fans and just growing a fan base that I really yeah it's it's a net positive for me for sure I'm having okay. a lot of yeah just I I know guys you say it's the worst traveling from west to east when you're on tour because when you cross that time zone that four o'clock sound check is one hour earlier than it was well, yesterday yeah. right they're like yeah there's like this is or you know it's like you cross like oh no it's not it it's at four but it's at three where you know yeah 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 and they're like yeah they they say it's uh it's a lot nastier doing like four o'clock sound check man <laughs> they say that's brutal you can sleep the rest of the time but you got to be there and on for that so right. um well hey all the best though really it uh i'm glad the tour is working out for you i'm glad you're building a fan base and uh, i hope you get a lot more just fans i i really they sent this to me a week before you hit salt lake i oh, was yeah. like i would love to but we're still on the ups and downs and mm -hmm. but uh i i do hope you get a lot of great exposure on this tour and that uh you know label decides to to, to really push it because you you've you've got some great work some great creativity and some you know i love your art so i you know wish you all the best on the road and in the future here so Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And I guess you can sleep tonight, right? You're going to hang up on this call and because yeah. I can see what time it is right there. It's seven o'clock. So you yeah. could actually go to sleep and sleep for a good 10, 12 hours and say, oh, I did it, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, we're getting an early night for sure. <laughs> so what song do you want me to play? Or do you want me to just wait until, yeah, I'll, I'll have the song on Friday, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play us out with that one. Um, okay okay yeah. what do you want me to open this show with what What do you want me to start it off with oh i guess either first time or scared together i've been playing both of those live every night so those feel like good choices so either of those two okay first yeah. time okay i will look i will i'll have to i'll coin toss to find out which one that i do and it'll be a surprise <laughs> when this comes up so all right, everybody. Maisie, thank you so much for your time. I've had a wonderful conversation and I had a great time. Obviously, you can tell I, I enjoyed digging through your catalog. It was 
I had a, I really had a good time. And I hope everybody else out there just dives in because you have a lot of fun stuff to offer and I hope we get more. Um, oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so everybody else, uh, this is Maisie Cage and uh, what, what's the new record called? After Midnight. After Midnight. Okay, yes. so that's the whole album, not just the single name there. there. No, that's the single, but that's the, the single. album the EP is called Metamorphosis. That's coming out later this year. Okay. So look for that uh, as Christmas approaches, everybody. So yeah. Maisie, thank you for your time. Everybody else, take care. Be good to each other. and Let music do awesome in your lives. And thank you so much, Maisie, for your time. This was a great conversation. And uh, go check out Dune and The Hunger and uh, all those films. In the meantime, uh, special thanks to Barry Andrews of Shriekback for letting us use the theme and title of Sticky Jazz. And everybody else, have a gnarly week. Uh, go watch some of Maisie's videos if you want some good, fun, campy horror. And uh, rock on, everyone. Peace out. Pull me closer in the bar we walk to Cause in your arms it's harder not to want you Guess I could drink another if you're with me Not as young, make me alive When you kiss me